Hello and welcome back to Pandemic Perspectives with me, Rob Townsend. Episode 7 this time around and let me tell you, I spoke to Will Dennis of uh, Bournemouth Football Club uh, this week to find out what the lucrative world of professional football has been like during the pandemic. Um, so hopefully you enjoy this one. I think he was really down to earth, very sound guy and uh, it gives a really good perspective. So here it is. Okay, so I'm joined by uh, Will Dennis. So he's a professional footballer at Bournemouth uh, who play in the championship this year. Um, and he's been in and around the club since about 2016. So thanks very much, Will, for joining me. How are you today? Right. I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Good. Um, okay, so do you want to give a little bit of background about how you got to where you are today? Like when you started playing football, why you wanted to be a goalie, why you wanted to be one of those crazy people, um, when you knew you were going to make it professionally as well, let's say. Well, if we go from the start, I probably started when I was about four, like properly playing. I was in my dad's school team back yeah. uh, when I in receptional year one or something. And um, he had like a school team. We, a bunch of my friends and stuff, we were just played in it. And then from there, I was, I was out on pitch. So I always used to be an outfielder. He's got a centre midfielder, really, when I was younger. Okay. And then um, I kind of just moved up a little bit. It, it, every year, we just obviously had the team. And then we eventually moved, when we moved schools, we uh, my dad made like a Saturday like club team. So like he made an age group for our team. We all joined it, mm-hmm. still playing out on pitch. Um, I think when I was, might be wrong when I was, I think I was when I was eight I got scouted for Luton in goal it was like it was a lucky one I was playing in goal for a school tour- I, was, I was playing out on pitch for a school tournament but it was like for our B team and dad was like oh do you want to come along like play a couple of games and that like support them and that I was like yeah okay no worries and then one of the games they were like right, do, you, do you mind going and go I was like uh, okay no, no worries went in goal and I think I just got scouted by Luton <laughs> a bit of a one-off really but went and played I trained with them for a little bit Played a couple games, but I, I think going back on it, I think I left because my dad said that I didn't like the guy because he was bald. But I was young, I, I wouldn't say that now. Okay, okay, I wouldn't leave now, but um, yeah. yeah, so I think not long after that, um, someone helped me out and got me a trial at Watford, mm-hmm. and I was there, I was lucky enough to get a contract there straight away. And it was worked in like you get a year contract each year, so it came around each time. And I was there from under nines all the way up to under sixteens in the end. So I had a yeah. quite a long time with them, to be honest. And yeah. uh, that was when I started playing in goal properly. Like it was like that was my three days a week training with Watford, and then mm. a Saturday, uh, then a Sunday playing a game. And I was trying to fit in playing with my dad and his team mm. on a Saturday, and training on a Monday night. So I, ever, I never had time to go and do anything with my mates or anything really. No. Just football every day. <laughs> how, how was that for you then? Like, is that was that cool with you, or were you a bit? Did you feel like you were missing out on things? Do you know what? Like, there's obviously I think as I got older. So like when I was like 13, 14, it was like I'm becoming older, so I want to go and do stuff with my mates. Want to go and like, go out and do stuff, and it, yeah, yeah, it became yeah. like I was missing out, but I was like I wasn't that bothered either. It was mm-hmm. like I knew I was missing out, and it was like part of me was like oh, I wish I was doing that, but. Most of the time, I wasn't that asked because I was like, I want to do this. I want to become a footballer. And I always like dreamt of doing it and put everything into it. So obviously my family and that helped me out massively 
even yeah. my brothers and stuff who obviously you know Charlie but yeah he um but everyone used to come training with me and my mum and dad used to come to games and take me even my grandparents and stuff so that probably helped me out and in in a way that took my mind away from missing out on things with my friends because I saw them every day at school in the evenings all you're going to do is go down the park and play a bit of football as well so I'm not actually missing out on playing football no that's fair um so when did you make the move to Bournemouth all oh, right so um in under 16s at Watford I um it was my last it's just your last year before you go into like full time like you're in every day um nine till whatever time for a youth team player it's different but um yeah so it's like a big step and it's like when you move away from home most of the time but I got released at under 16s in that season in the January and to be honest it was I, I in my head I expected it because they the the coaches loved the other goalkeeper even though he was a lot smaller than me they loved him <laughs> just because he was so yeah. quick yeah but um he was he used to be able to be he was so much faster than all the outfielders. Like, it was rapid. But um, they just loved him. And mm. it, was on the side, it wasn't a bad keeper. It was just I felt like I was the better one. I was taller. I had more about me. And then, mm. um, but I expected me to not get it. So I kind of had my head in that space. Obviously, I was gutted that I didn't get it. Yeah, still, yeah, I was there yeah, for yeah. so yeah. long. And I, I did enjoy my time there. But um, after Watford, I kind of just moved on straight away. I went away and tried try at a few clubs I tried at MK Dons Coventry Berry um, Stevenage were really good with me they um, they actually offered me a contract to Stevenage but they, they let me in they let me train with them because I knew the um, the academy manager so like he helped me get into Watford and stuff so he was really good with me he um, he like let me train with them keep my fitness keep like going uh, and eventually like, they kind of went oh we'll offer you like this school programme so like you go in you do like schooled it's like a college thing and for me it was like that's not what I want I want to be a professional footballer I want to do it as my daily job I want to like get paid well in that in that instance like yeah that's everything as a footballer that's what I wanted to be like it's my dream to be a footballer mm-hmm. and they were giving it like yeah you can make your way into it that way but I was like that's not what I want to do so then um I kind of just I said no but they they allowed me to still train with them and just like until I got got another club and then Mm. child at Bournemouth and I went, I went down on a Friday night I think played a game against some college in Southampton and um, played right actually I kept a clean sheet and then I came off in the 80th minute because they let a youngster play yeah. and um, he conceded straight away oh no I didn't keep a clean sheet sorry the uh, my mate who's still here he scored no goal against me it was going wide oh he no just in. but um, yeah no that was um it was good get like for me it's still a clean sheet if you know what I mean like I yeah, did well yeah. I did all I needed to do and then the next day we trained up with the first team goalkeeper coach and stuff who's still mm-hmm. here at the time at, at the moment and um there's a few of the other the other goalies who are here at the moment but um yeah we I trained with them for the day I thought oh, it's like it was so hot it was like 20 odd degrees it was boy I was wearing all black yeah. and um so I was sweating and then like about a month later or a few weeks later, I was thinking, oh, they're not coming back. They don't really want me. Mm-hmm. And then I think I was at school, came back and my dad just like sat me down and went, look, uh, this, that. He was trying to trick me basically in that. And then he went, oh, but Bournemouth offered you a contract. And I was like, oh, wow. Like really surprised and everything. And then 
for me, it was like I had to go and tell Stevenage that I got offered the contract. I wanted to thank them very much for what they've done. Yeah. So when I called them, they basically came back offering me a contract as well. So obviously they were trying to get a little bit out of me just for like paying me less or doing like the college thing so they could build yeah. me up to be a better player. But, yeah, um, I see, I see. Which is, I would do the same if I was in that situation. Like, I'm, they're helping me out in a way, like they're still helping me. But um, yeah. yeah. And then I, I turned them down and they kept going back, calling me when I kept saying, no, no, like, like, it's gonna, you're going you're gonna to do this for us. You're going to be playing in the first team for us in a few years. And yeah. it just, for me, it was at Bournemouth, you had the under 18s, then the under 21s in the first team. So it was like there was steps each time. So I could, under 18, I could push myself to get into 21s. Mm. And then from the 21s, if I can surpass that, I can go to the first team. And so, uh, Stevenage didn't have that for me. They had 18s. And then it was like the lads that don't play for the first team, who yeah. don't play, they're really playing the games. And then you had the first team squad. So it was like I could have been in like a little hole in the middle where nothing was happening. And mm. it was like, what do I do here? So, yeah. And the fact of moving away from home as well it was a big part for me. Like I needed to. I know I moved away at 15, so I was 15 years old. So it's wow. young, like, yeah, you wouldn't, like, you'd say people normally move away at like 18, 20 odd now, like, it's mm. crazy. But I moved away down to Diggs, and um, that's where it started, really, at Bournemouth. Yeah, is that like um, Diggs for footballers? So, like, younger footballers, they just stay in one residential. Like some or... clubs do that, I think. I think like West Ham and that I've heard used to do that for their academy, uh, uh, yeah, under 18s academy team, and they yeah. used to put them into like one house. And but now we we had um so in Bournemouth because it's all quite close mm. and stuff like especially like near near the stadium, it's like where we get minibus in the mornings. We used to get that, and there's probably like five six places like houses where families like it's like a foster like I'm, I'm a foster kid I mean, I'm not but yeah, yeah, at the end yeah, of the yeah. day I'm like that and um, they look after <laughs> me we had a couple of other lads in my team we've got Jade and Anthony who's in the first team as well with me at the moment mm. and then Nandy who's on loan at Wickham we all lived together at the start at this one house and then we kind of all just moved on to our own like other places yeah okay um so when did you when did you think well when did you know that you were going to make it professionally? At what point? Is you it when you probably made, not to Bournemouth or like early on or were you still um, cautious? I was quite. I think I was quite immature in my head about football still. Like in, in a way, not not like I was silly or anything. It was like I knew I I knew what a footballer's life was like in my head. So it was it's completely different to what people see. Yeah. So like. I was seeing it as a fan. So like, oh, wow, look at what they do. Like, oh, It's all like flash and everything. So I was probably like that until my second year here. Because my first, like, as a first year scholar, I was 16 by the end of the year. So I was all 16, yeah. And he, um, mm-hmm. I started to play at Chamber of 21s in like Christmas time, which was like quite a big step. Like I had a couple of injuries and I didn't think I was going to like be as good as I hoped to be. And mm-hmm. then... Um, after Christmas, I think they've seen that I've been doing quite well. They tested me. They put me in a training session with like the first team. That was back when it was in 2016 or whatever. And then from then on, I was going up every now and again, like every couple of weeks or whatever. Still training, playing games with the under 18s. And then um, the year after, I went on loan to a few te- like a couple of teams. I went to a place called Verwood, which is near Bournemouth. It's like a 
low, like really low league team, but mm-hmm. it was good for my development at the time. Like it yeah. was going out experiencing men's football mm-hmm. for then, and then um, I went to Guernsey. So Guernsey was a that was a that was a weird one. It was really really enjoyed my time there. Really enjoyed. Is that it. Just, do they just have one team for the? Is it the island? Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little island. Yeah. So what? <laughs> um, well, they, they, I'm sure they have like, it's like you know, like your little communities, say like Luton or something like that, or Bournemouth have yeah. like little teams in Bournemouth. Yeah, it was like that on the island, but they had okay. one team on there where it was like they would play over here in England. Okay, so like, on the main on mainland as they call like it, almost, call it uh, an international team, but but not. Uh, but yeah, but they're, they're counted as the English. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, they they used to fly me over for home games and stuff, mm-hmm. and it sounds lo- like luxury when you say fly me over. But oh, flipping out! <laughs> like they were honestly like you know the flybies, the flyby planes. They were like those, but propeller planes. Right. You could probably fit about sixty people on there if you're lucky. Sometimes less. Right. And okay. the wind, especially in the winter, it was the worst. Like I had some nightmares on there. But um, <laughs> yeah, I used to go and stay the night before because I couldn't cope with feeling sick okay. or, like, from journey and stuff. So I was like, yeah. I used to go the night before and stay there. And then I was fine, obviously, <laughs> to play the next day because I didn't feel sick from the journey. Yeah. So away games were better then for you because you didn't have to make the... Away games were actually brilliant because they were around like Kent area, like that sort of area. And it's not too far from my home. It was like an hour and a yeah. half, two hours maximum. And um, I used to go home the night before a game still. And then my parents used to drive me because there's no way I could get there. I couldn't drive or anything at the time. Mm-hmm. Parents took me and then um, used to come watch me most weeks. So I was playing for them up until, yeah. I want to say January. I genuinely don't know. Cause I went, because okay. I was a scholar, you can go in and out of loans and stuff. Yeah. You can go in as many times as you want in the season whereas when you're a professional footballer on a professional contract you can only do like the obviously you probably know the transfer windows from yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. August and that and then January so you can only go out at that time which I've missed out a lot to be honest but yeah, yeah. You, you don't realise how lucky you are until you've gone past it if you know what I mean yeah. really with the development age yeah so you made it professional as such you had your debut in the FA Cup uh, yeah. in January, was it? How was how was that for you? It was a weird one, really, because it, it's one of those ones where everyone dreams of making a debut. And don't get me wrong, I loved every minute of it. But hmm. I also, it was very sad at the same time because I couldn't have my family there to watch and like friends and family couldn't come and watch me live or anything. There's yeah. no fans, so. It yeah. was one of those ones where it was a bit of sweet and it was like, for me, I was like, everyone, you could tell everyone was still proud of me no matter what, but to be in, like, say, on the pitch in the goal and then say you make a save and then you turn around or something, go to your goal and you see your family mm. or coming off the pitch and you see everyone and your friends, it would have been a lot, obviously a lot better. But one of those ones where hopefully I do it again and everyone can be there. So I imagine as a kid growing up, uh, you know dreaming of being a pro that's not what you envisaged for your debut like a, a pretty empty stadium it's you know what it's weird because obviously the times at the moment 
no one expects anything. Like you don't know what's going to come next around the corner. But um, yeah. for me, it was weird because I I was always I was I would I would have been really nervous playing in front of fans. I said I would have been really. I don't know if I would have been, but just the thought of having fans there, you think that you'd be nervous. Yeah. But I, I just I wasn't even nervous like for the actual game that when I played I was nervous the few days leading up because our old manager he um he didn't have he didn't let us know the team the day before like you normally get told like a couple of days before mm. like with other managers but um he told us on the day so we used to go in go in a meeting used to put a team up and then they used to be it. so there was inklings in my head that I was like I could be playing here like they've just sent Mark Travers out on loan Asmir Begovic probably needs a rest like first round of the FA Cup for us third round but first for us and um yeah. I was thinking I could be in but I was sleeping bad I was like I'm not sure but then the day before I um I slept really well like it was really weird I still thought oh I'm not gonna I'll, I'll get to bed early most nights I got to bed early I was like I changed everything like, I didn't didn't eat much chocolate or sweets or anything <laughs> like, the whole week I was like I'm gonna be really good I'm gonna be really good I'll make sure yeah. I'm like feeling the best I can Went to bed early. I couldn't sleep till like two, three in the morning. It was horrendous. And I was waking up and I was like still going and training. Like, ah, oh, my feet, I'm so tired. Mm. And then um, the day before I slept amazingly. I uh, honestly, it was so <laughs> I mean, weird. The lack of sleep in the night before. <laughs> but, yeah. And then um, as soon as like we went into the meeting, we, I, was, I was nervous up until the meeting. And he put the team sheet up and I, it said my name, like starting along with like, all the other lads. And um, nothing, I like, just, kind of like wiped out of me and I was in like game mode so I yeah. didn't really it just felt like another game I prepared the same I would for any other game as well like I'd play for like the 21s or anything but um, but I, do you know I was more nervous when I was told to do the warm up it was really weird like I didn't want to mess the warm up up it mm. was I don't know why it was just something completely different I think there's a little bit more pressure on that because you're trying to get things right yeah. But that's where to get it wrong as well. But in the game, as soon as I touched the ball, like I played a pass and then I was, I just felt in my zone, if you know what I mean, I was in the environment I've always dreamed of being. So yeah. it was like, I was just enjoying it. So I, I had a quick look at your FIFA rating. Um, do you play FIFA? <laughs> I play FIFA, yes. Yeah. I can't yeah. say I enjoy it though, but I, I do play FIFA, yeah. Okay. Uh, you're a 57 non-rare bronze so to to listeners who have no idea what that means it's uh well obviously you get bronze silver and gold cards and uh, obviously the golds are the best so you got your messies ronaldo's and your silvers are your yeah you know medium medium level and then bronze are your we'll go with the youth players <laughs> yeah the, the ones that don't get anything they don't know the ones you don't know yeah the ones you, you won't usually have heard of um the ones you can get on a really cheap podcast like this <laughs> but um so what do you think of your rating do you do you do you look at it and you think I, i'm actually i think i'm better than that or, you know because from a player's perspective do you ever think oh, i'm better than that and then you go and play games where you see someone who might be a higher level and you think actually that's the difference or or do you think well stuff fifa it's just because i don't know me for me it's like I was buzzing because this was my first year on FIFA. Like I've been on Pro Evolution Soccer and all that, and I've been on Pez and yeah. Football Manager. And it just, I've never, like, I've never really, that's like, for me, well, for most people, you don't really play those games. Like, it's FIFA. 
like you everyone plays FIFA. Same for me. It's just FIFA. Yeah. It, like you, you just like you know what the games are. You've played them maybe before a few years ago, but FIFA is like the main one that everyone in the world plays. And for, to be on that for the first time this year, it was like I was so happy. I I packed myself. No, I, so I didn't. Pack, I bought myself on FIFA yeah. straight away. <laughs> didn't buy anyone else. And then yeah, so I put myself straight in. Um, so I built my team up, had like a good team, and I put myself in. And then I conceded in like a four-one loss, and uh, <laughs> and uh, I went right. We need to change this. And I put my foot down. I went, I can't play myself. I'm not good enough. No, <laughs> but it's fair. one of those ones where the the card, like like going back to what you said, um, it's one of those ones where you know you're better than the card, but you got to respect. No one knows who you are. Like, oh <laughs> well, yeah. Well, if you like think of like Begovic, for example, I assume you train with him and you know see yeah. him see him doing his stuff. And I don't, I don't even know what his rating is to be fair, but I assume he's a gold card. Do yeah, you, you, know, do you like think there's that much of a, a difference between, for example, your your diving or your reflexes? Or you know, do you know what you never really think of that because it's all like that for how they put it on FIFA is so like vague. Like Very, it could be yeah. anything. Like it's not what you work on. Like, and to be honest, when you get to like the level that Asmi is at, mm. and the way the level that we train at, you don't really get to a point like you you pass the point of teaching how to dive a certain way. Like it just they kind of leave you to do. They might like adjust it a little bit because like you might be going backwards or something, which allows you to, but doesn't allow you to like be a positive save yeah. or anything. So. Uh, yeah. They might adjust that, but most of the things that you do, most of your actions are natural. So they kind of keep it that way. Mm. And, but you, you, it's hard to compare it. Like, yeah, you can compare goalkeepers, but I think you can only, can, in my opinion, you should only compare goalkeepers who are playing. So, yeah. like, Asmir, Pickford, Allison, like all of those, you can compare them all because they're playing mm. week in, week out. Whereas I think for me, Asmir and Mark, you can compare attributes. Mm. and stuff but in the day experience comes over everything like he's always going to be the one that's above everyone yeah don't get me wrong I've, like, I've still got a lot of stuff to learn and work at but you learn by watching loads of other people like, I've learned off a few like goalkeepers in the last few like especially last season with who we had in the club and stuff so mm. you learn from a lot of people so how okay how this is quite a general question how was how was life before covid like, let's go with like 2019. So, what's, what's your was, weekly was, routine like, for example? My weekly routine. So, I'm normally, it's changed a bit recently, but my, okay, so average day or average week, I'm Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm in training. Mm-hmm. Um, Wednesdays are off, just pure recovery, just because it's so intense mentally as well. Like you just need to step away from it sometimes and just, um, relax that's why it's so important to have the off season that we have at the end of the season to have yeah. that long because you need to switch off from everything but um, yeah a, a, a weekly schedule would be so you'd be most days you'd be in at 9 I get it's like no later than 9.45 but I'm always in at 9 mm. get ready have breakfast um, at the club then you kind of just do whatever you want for and we normally go out to train at about half 10 Okay. Sometimes the goalies go out a little bit earlier than they always go. So say that 
outfields are out about half ten. We'll go out about like twenty past, get our stuff done before we're needed. Yes, yeah, so we do stuff before. So like, might what training back from the day before between training uh, between breakfast and uh, training, and then after you come in. So, so you have the choice. Sometimes you might do gym before lunch or gym after. Mm. It's always been doing it before for me because you look forward to lunch after. And you, when you're eating lunch, you don't want to think, oh, I've got to do gym now. I've got to yeah, do yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you do, I, I do gym, have lunch, might go and watch a bit more training or whatever. I, like. I might watch the other goalies who have played games in the week or something. I might go and watch theirs mm. on, the, on the screen. And then um, go home. I really just probably yeah. home by... On on a good day, if I got everything done, I'd probably be home by two two thirty. But n- an average, I'm probably about three three thirty. I just okay. sit around. A lot of the other lads, like the big dogs at the club, are back by probably. They're off the training pitch. They're in the cars and gone. So I'm just I'm coming yeah. off, and then they're all in their cars driving. I'm like, so wait, what happened? <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> what do you do in your like? Obviously, past training. Then what do you what do you get up to? Um. In your evenings, so relaxing post COVID, it was um, oh, post COVID, but yeah, we haven't got past that part yet. Pre, yeah, um, yeah, I was gonna say pre COVID, you, you, you go down pre COVID, pre COVID. We used to, um, so we've got a group of lads that, and so a couple of goalkeepers used to be at the club, they're yep. little like a year or two older than me, and like, they still live around the area. We, um, and then like we have a couple of the under like the youngsters like we all look quite like goalkeepers like you've probably heard the goalkeeper union like it's mm. so close that when you're there like yeah you're battling for one spot in the team and you're yeah. all doing for the same thing whereas like an outfielder there's so many positions you could get rotated it doesn't matter but for a goalkeeper you're all against each other but mm. it's crazy how goalkeepers have a better relationship than probably outfielders do with each other like goalkeepers together like it's for me at this club anyway I've only seen it at this club obviously but we're all so tight and we get on really well mm. it's kind of we just stick together outside the club as well so we might go from training go and have a coffee yeah we, we're hardly here like we're hardly at home like normally we we might go um, back and have our own food and stuff and then at like eight or something or seven we go to this place called Sharky's it's like a sports bar and mm. it's um, we don't drink. Obviously, we're uh, <laughs> athletes <laughs> and stuff. So uh, and we drive. So we, we don't do that. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> then we we kind of like they have like a booth there, it's like VIP booths. Mm-hmm. And I think for years now, even before I was there, um, they used to let Bournemouth players just go in there for free. Like doesn't matter. Like you could be youth team twenty ones. And then mm. we had like um, Aaron Ramsdale who was here obviously last year. And we obviously. We used to all go out together and um, we used to just sit in there, watch the football, yeah. like curtains were closed. We could just chill and just like relax. And I yeah. think for, it was less for like me and a couple of the youngsters, but for people like Aaron, who are like big players and stuff at the club, like to go out in Bournemouth, you're going to get seen. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. we had like a curtain that could let us um, just like relax and stuff. And it mm. was like, we're probably there till like 11, 11, 30, well, until it closes. And mm-hmm. just watching football and playing cards and stuff. But yeah. sometimes the lads might come back here. We have like a FIFA tournament or something. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We used, play, we used to play the Wii. We used to play like Mario Kart and stuff. <laughs> but uh, that, was, that was good fun. 
But we just used to go around each other's places and just chill most of the time because yeah. you just get bored sitting around. We used to go and play golf in the evenings, yeah. do loads of little things like that. I was going to say, like, if you're just going home like on your own just and then just expect to just sit in front of the TV, that would get quite boring. So it's kind of like a bit of normality almost uh, before COVID as then just chilling yeah. with basically the boys, um, be them all yeah. the or whatever. Okay. Okay, well, what what's it like breaking into a team with like quite big names? Um, this is like maybe pre-COVID or you know, a bit of both, I guess. Like, what what's it like for you as as Will Dennis, um, this dude from Luton? I'm just um, normal. Like, I literally just am. I, I would never see myself as a typical footballer. So, like, I see that, that what the fans see as a typical footballer. I haven't seen really at this club. Like you get like the lads that are on big money or like you like the ones that are flat, like the big players and stuff. Like you do see like a little bit of that, but it's mostly the, like those sort of lads that have got all the like a lot of money and like they can be like they're good players, like you can be. But a lot of like the youngsters or the lads that aren't like that, it, you get so many of them that it's probably you get more of that in football than what you see like the Ronaldos and stuff like there's none of that like you hardly see any of that it's everyone's like treated the same yeah in a way like the what the lads treat each other the same obviously the coaches and stuff they're, they're like their favorites like you would do like your big players and stuff but yeah, yeah. Yeah. as a player you're all like the captain and stuff like he'll treat you the same he'll look after you and everything especially the youngster and then all the youngsters like we just kind of just stick together anyway and just eat lunch and everything yeah okay so not it wasn't like intimidating for you coming into that sort of environment. I don't know, because I did it at a young age. So I did it when I yeah. was 16. I came and trained with them for the first time. So I was, I don't know, I was still a little bit like, I say starstruck, because I was only starstruck <laughs> when I saw the manager, really. So obviously back then it was Eddie Howe. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Because of the reputation he had, it was like, wow, like, what a great manager and everything. Like, I, he literally came up to me, shook my hand and said, oh, have a good like don't worry no no pressure if it's just relax and enjoy it yeah and that was like all i got and it was like okay and then you get out there and you, i went into like some shooting and stuff and you got like callum wilson josh king and that like, all shooting at you and yeah. you just don't because you're in your zone you just don't think about it and then you, okay. you i think you just kind of have to put away the starstruckness yeah, yeah 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 if you know what i mean like you can't really you don't, yeah, it's one of those environments where it just doesn't happen. Like when you're, when it starts to be real that you're in that environment now, it's like, so when people see them, I'm like, wait, why are you getting so excited? It's like, it's only them. But yeah, um, yeah, the, yeah. Only one that, the only one that I've got starstruck with this year is because I'm an Arsenal fan, like always have been since okay, I was born pretty much, like, or since I remember football. Yeah. And we got Jack Wilshere in this year, obviously. Um, yeah, yeah. To yeah. play with us. And, I used to have his name on my shirt. It was really like, it's weird to think about it now. And, um, like to see him, and I'm like, oh, Jesus. Like, I, I'm, well, not, I'm a massive fan. Yeah. And yeah. it was just huge. And I, I'm like, wow. Like, I, I, I was a little bit starstruck. And I, what's it, and what's I'm he like? 20 now. Is, he, is he down to earth or is he quite, you know, he has been around the block, hasn't he? So, yeah. I, one of those ones where I haven't seen that, other, like the, the young side of him, sorry, because yeah, like, yeah, I was yeah. obviously when with that that young side of him was when I was watching him as a ten year old, 
with with his shirt when you were still playing outfield yeah <laughs> yeah when i when yeah. i was still actually living a football dream <laughs> yeah 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 but um yeah he's he's what he's been good with me because he's from hitching where i'm originally from and stuff so oh, okay it, yeah. which is like really weird because it's a small world and everything and i i kind of knew it obviously because he was a big name in around the area so when we started speaking about golf and stuff, like we just said, oh, where do you live and all that? And yeah, he said that and we just kind of like got on. Yeah, cool. It's one of those ones where you kind of, do, now I'm kind of away from the starstruckness because it's like, he's a team player, like he's a teammate and everything. Yeah. I just never, like only for the, probably for the first two weeks, I was a bit like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> still, still not over it yet. Yeah, I hear you. Um, okay. Right, on this podcast then, I usually come back to January of 2020 when when things started to go a bit bad. So in yeah. January of 2020 then, had you even heard of COVID? This is January before. Do you know what? I, I had, and it was really weird because I was, uh, I heard of it. I think everyone probably heard like a little bit of it. It was always like popping up saying, oh, china or whatever wherever it was where it started yeah, it yeah. was like it's killing quite a lot of people over there and it was like oh we'll be all right we'll be fine like it won't it'll stop before it gets over here like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of land to get here before it gets to us and stuff yeah, and then yeah. i kind of just like as probably most people did like just it, look you hear it once and that's it like you don't think about it ever again yeah, yeah. well you hope to not think about it ever again <laughs> yeah, yeah, did we know. <laughs> yeah i forgot to ask quickly because obviously January 2020, it's before it all kicked off, really. Did you have like a, do you guys at Bournemouth have like a Christmas do um, kind of thing? Because I want to ask about, I mean, obviously it will be different for the, the one that's just been, but the one before, how was that? Like Christmas do's, what do you, what do you guys do at, at Bournemouth? So it was my, so it was my first one because okay. I was, I think I was injured the year before. Hmm. So I, missed out on a lot of things that year. I was I was out injured for like seven months, I think, with my back injury. So I didn't get to do anything there. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, it was a wild one last year. <laughs> it was wild. It was um we went to like it was just the first team. So we went <laughs> it was we just played Liverpool at home. We just lost. And it was mm-hmm. like one of those games where we we could have got something from it, but we gave them the goals and stuff. So everyone was like yeah bittersweet again like there we're going away like oh god we're gonna go christmas do now but we lost our yeah, yeah christmas do and stuff and it's like oh no i'm a youngster i wasn't playing anything but i'm on it like i'm i'm ready for this like, it's the biggest <laughs> biggest time of my career at the moment i've got to make my mark yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> it's my time to get in and around the lads and stuff and we went to um went to london and just like because we had games around it as well i think i think we just went into a week where we had a Sunday Monday off. Luckily for for us, we had a Sunday Monday. Off <laughs> yeah. It was a it was a big one. But um, we had we went out on the Sunday night because a lot of the lads went down Saturday, and they went they went out and did whatever they did and stuff. And then mm-hmm. the Sunday was the Christmas Eve, so we all had to go in fancy dress to um, Winter Wonderland. Right. <laughs> okay. It was it was wild. So I didn't go until the afternoon. So. A few, a few of us youngsters, because I, I, I wasn't, I'm not like a big drink or anything. Like I, 
only drink on like occasions. Mm. I wouldn't go down the pub just out the blue. I wouldn't just walk down a fancy beer or anything. Like, I'm not that sort of person, okay. especially like with what I'm doing. But um, yeah, yeah. So we used to we got we got there and we got there about five, just as the other lads were leaving Winter Wonderland. So we were there for like half an hour, and it was just wild. As soon as I got there, like it was just crazy. Like you got like you had a few other teams there as well, but because everyone was in fancy dress in teams and stuff, you, you didn't know who they were. Like they obviously, they'd been there all day to see them. So they would have known, but I was there, I got there and um, they're hammered. Like you got Dan Gosling dresses Alan from um, the hangover. He's got like a baby and stuff in him. And he's wearing, okay. like, he comes over with like two pints of beer. And I hate beer. I can't drink it. And he just downs it down my neck, throwing <laughs> it down there and stuff. And I'm, I'm in bits. So I'm like, Oh, I don't, I, that wasn't good. Yeah, because we were late we get to the hotel we get changed and stuff and then we go down and um, in like our own gear and get ready to go out for dinner and, and I'm thinking but yeah everyone's sobered up a little bit here. they hadn't they're just being quiet and stuff because they're all yeah. in the hotel Yeah, and we're there and they go we're all sitting down the way with people and a couple of the lads go like oh you were late have a shot oh. so I was like oh here, here we go and like they're offering I like, just basically giving it loads of that and stuff and it was it just turned into one of those nights where you wouldn't do it every every time. It, no. it killed me the next day. I was we went we out we went out for dinner. I don't even know where it was. It was like a it was a restaurant where it was a restaurant and then past like nine o'clock it was a club, like mm. a food club, I'm gonna call it. Yeah, we'll <laughs> I, I, it got to it got to a point where um, I was just having a drink just for the taste. Because I was so hungry, you know, we had food, but because it was like all on the table, everyone was having bits, so there wasn't much there. Yeah. And the waiter, he kept coming over and saying, "Can I get you anything?" And I was like, "Oh, I can I have some bread?" So I kept asking for the bread and stuff, and uh, it got to like the third time he came over and he went, "Oh, come with me." So I took me and my mate down to the kitchen. <laughs> really? We went down to the kitchen, and I'm talking to all the chefs in there, and I went, "I just want some bread. Just want some bread." <laughs> wow, that's funny. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we just it got wild from there. To be honest, we were. Down in Bottle of Disarano with mm. Andrew Sermon, and it was like I'd never like it was for me. It was like it was such a good time because I was trying to. It wasn't. I wasn't trying anything. Like no one tried because it was just happening. But mm. you wanted to be in the team, right? especially the youngster. You want to be part of it. Like get on with the yeah. lads, have a bit of banter, and, and that was really the best way to do it. Especially as like a few of us youngsters went, and um, it was the best way. But I wouldn't recommend it to anyone it's not responsible <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting because like on uh i think it's jake humphrey's high performance podcast he spoke to um casper schmeichel and he was saying the best way to get to know your like teammates is to sit and have a drink with them because it all like loosens everyone up compared to just having yeah. a chat with them sober so yeah like, maybe um, you're right with that we're sitting there at dinner and we've got like dom dom Solanke, really nice guy he, he he was just very quiet. He just moved to the club and stuff, and yeah. he was just like he he wasn't used to his surroundings. And then he had a few drinks, and he was just talking. And it was like everyone was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, I wasn't like I wasn't with it, so I didn't really care. But um, we're sitting there and we're having dinner, and then behind me, everyone's like waving and stuff. And I'm like, "Ah, oh, they probably know some geezer or something like." And you didn't realize who you're surrounded by, and mm. you got Aston Villa team coming in. Oh really? Like you got like Tyro Means, you got Jack Grealish, all of that. Are just walking past to go to their table and eat, and Tom yeah. Heaton and that. And I, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Um, <laughs> I want to eat your food now. 
And then, um, <laughs> so I've had, I've had a little bit to drink. Like, you know, when you just feel it a little bit. I was like, yeah. okay, well, I'm enjoying myself. Then United's coming. So Man United coming. And I'm like, whoa. Again, I was just sat there. And then someone came over and said hello to the uh, Callum Wilson who was next to me. And I've, um, it was Harry Maguire. No way. <laughs> I don't think uh, he might listen to this podcast, but if he does, if he doesn't, that is for it. I doubt it. He, um, <laughs> he's coming and he's, um, I was just like, because I'm obviously a massive England fan as well. Yeah. Obviously, the World Cup that we had, he yeah. got the headers. Yeah. He was known, he's known for his headers and stuff. And I would start getting up behind him and doing like heading, jumping up behind him. He didn't, he couldn't see me or anything. <laughs> but I was, um, I was going up for headers and stuff. And it was just one of those nights where, you don't want people to see that side of you, but <laughs> you can't help it. And it's yeah, like, yeah. but they, they like, we all enjoyed it and stuff. And everyone started doing it. And mm. everyone's just sitting there, like, they all like, we're not like, end, end of the night and stuff. Well, end of the meal. I said it wasn't end of the night. It was the end of the meal. Um, we kind of just all went off and did our own things. And we're, uh, we went to another place. And to be honest, when I was there, I just, I was so tired because mm. of many things. I was just tired and uh, <laughs> a long day. Too much the, bread. The everything. Yeah, too much bread. <laughs> yeah. And um, we just kind of like sitting there. And then it got to like three, three in the morning. And we just went home, like just went back to the hotel. And I was yeah. kind of like, it was just weird. One of the weirdest nights of my life. And yeah. I, I would do it again, but I wouldn't do it as, as much as I did. It was one of those nights where I regretted it the next day. Maybe. Yeah. I hate just enjoying myself like with food as well <laughs> yeah 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 but uh, it's it, 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 seriously it's like it's one of those ones where you don't get to do that as a footballer you don't get to do it every weekend you can't yeah, yeah yeah like a lot of my mates from back home they go out on a Friday night and a Saturday night they get to go and do it every week it's again like it's something that I don't do like I'm I wouldn't normally go and do what I did but because it was one time in the season where we can actually, we get permission to go and do it from the club. Yeah, yeah. We went and did it. And because we, we had the net, we got permission to do it. We had the Sunday, Monday off. Then we're in training Tuesday and we were ready for the game. And that was the, the that's the rule. Like you've got to be ready. You've got to be sensible and stuff when you come back. It's one of those fun things when you just get one chance and you take it. Do you reckon if, do. You, um, if you weren't a professional footballer, you might, indulge in going like out every weekend with your boys from home for example or like there a bit of you that feels like you you miss out even though realistically <laughs> nights out are pretty much the same same deal yeah but it you know it's quite fun otherwise people wouldn't do it yeah i've been on a few don't get me wrong i've not like especially in my off season like mm. i don't go how i don't go mental or anything i go like yeah. i have like a nice time if you know what i mean i don't yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have a good time, a couple of drinks, and then I'll go and enjoy it. But um, going back on that, I, my friends back home, it's like one of those ones where I watch it and I'm like, I don't get jealous. I'm, I'm kind of like, oh, why? I, it doesn't, I'm yeah. not phased by it. Like, I just watch it as if it's funny to watch. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't go, oh, I wish I was there. Like, it's not, I'm, not that, I'm not that sort of person where I want to go and drink. And if I wasn't playing football, I'd, pro- I'd never say never because I don't know what... I, I, at the moment, I don't know what it's like to not be playing football. I've played it all my life and stuff. I've always dedicated not drinking or sacrificing so many things Yeah. to um to my career and stuff, which is obviously hopefully starting to pay off. Yeah. But um, like I said, like you never know. Like if I always say, if I wasn't a footballer, I'd go into probably like teaching, like PE or mm. coaching as well. I would never know. But now I'd probably go more coaching role than I would, or probably 
I don't really know. I just all kind of the same, but it, it just you would never have time for that stuff anyway. Yeah. In my yeah. the stuff that I want to do, it's it's a bonus when it comes to it. So that's kind of like a little bit of a taste of pre-COVID then, <laughs> uh, you know, the uh, one-off sort of work, uh, work do almost. And then obviously the routine of um, four days a week in and training and all that. March then of 2020, March the 23rd, Boris Johnson pops on right. TV <laughs> and says, stay home, save lives. Do you remember watching this on TV at all? Yeah, it was a weird one. You know, like you expect it to happen. Because like the week or two before, like everyone was like, oh, we're going to go into a lockdown. Yeah. And it was like, it's going to happen. Like everywhere else is going into one. Yeah. So kind of like, I was already ready to do it. So I, I, went, I, was, <laughs> I was at my place where I used to live with like the family and stuff. And I was like, oh, if I get stuck here, because no one knew what it was going to be like. You, you thought you would never, like you couldn't go anywhere. Like you'd have to stay at home. Yeah, that's yeah. why everyone went and bought toilet paper, loads of shopping uh, and stuff. But I, yeah, I went the opposite. I went out to the shops and bought loads of like strawberry pencils, like to sweets. I bought like the same packet because I love them. And they're like my favorite yeah. things to eat and stuff. I just bought like 10 packets of them and just <laughs> okay. bought them back and just kept them in the room and stuff for ages. <laughs> I see. I Got see. to two weeks later and I'm still like buying them and like eating them like as they're going. And it's like, oh. When are we gonna do it? I'm buying these for no reason now, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> but um, now I went home, like the weekend before, so it was on the mon- uh, Monday, wasn't it? It got announced. Yeah, it was. A, it was a Monday. Yeah, it was Monday. Yeah, yeah I um, I went home just like normally. I I, I kind of expected it could happen when mm-hmm. I was at home. So we got told at football that we, like I think the week before or something, we we went into training. And it was when there was a massive like spike in the Premier League. So there was a lot of people yeah. getting COVID and they kind of like the Premier League cancelled the season and all of that. So we were we were at the training ground. We went in, I was on my way, and then they kind of rang us saying, Look, you're in at 10 now, turn around, come back later. Went in, sat in this like open room and stuff, and waited for the manager to come out because he was they had like a meeting with the Premier League, got all together. Yeah. yeah. They came out and said, Look, this is what's happening. We found out when everyone found out that like it was came on Sky Sky. Pardon me, came on Sky <laughs> Sports News, and um, that's when we were watching it in the room and stuff, and it just came on. And then we got told that we were going home, mm. but we were allowed to come in small groups at the time. The Premier League allowed us to come in like groups of four or five, yeah, to train. So luckily for the goalkeepers, there was four of us. And then we got away with having two coaches as well out there because that's what you need that. Mm. Like four players and stuff but um yeah so we we kind of train like three times a week so it was like a monday wednesday friday for the first week and then the second week we were ready to train and then that's when i went home on the saturday yeah uh, uh, no probably i went home on the friday went home um i was around my girlfriend's house with her family and then i went home to mine mm. like that at the same time because it's quite close and then um it was weird because we were having like a normal time, like with our, like my auntie and uncle were over and stuff, we're having like a meal, all of that. And yeah. then um, the next day, obviously, Forrest just came out, I just said that and everything. Slammed down, yeah. <laughs> so I think it was 19th of March, English football was suspended. So in between then, you you basically went home, home, like away from Bournemouth. What did the did the club advise you on anything? 
like to do with that or or were they kind of because obviously no one really knew what was going to unfold so I suppose it would yeah. be to advise but like did you have any you know people in, in Bournemouth's club saying do this do that don't do this so we have like a club doctor at like he's not like a doctor you go and see at like the doctor or anything he's just yeah he can prescribe you medicine and all that he can he can do that but he's not that sort of he's like a sports doctor and that but um yeah he was like basically you could like for the first, between the 19th and the announcement he said you can go home just avoid like public transport and stuff and just stay away from so if you're going to go shopping like at tesco's yeah. go at like 10 like just to avoid it so they can try and do as much as we can for the team to stay training and stuff but as soon as like the, everything got announced we got a message when i was back home and they said look because i was expecting to train on a tuesday yeah and um they said look we're off until further notice stay yeah. at home do everything that the government are telling you to do like we've we can't tell you anything else like yeah <laughs> the government are more powerful and stuff so how we couldn't uh... train how was that for you? Like, so you're back now at home, home, and you're basically your job's been slammed <laughs> for the time being. What you know? What's your initial thoughts alongside whatever's going on with like the lockdown? It's one of those ones where, as a youngster, you miss football, like playing football, but you think, oh, I'm gonna get it. like because it was announced three weeks mm. it, at the start. It was obviously yeah. the first, like, yeah. it was only three weeks, and you're thinking, oh, I'm gonna be at home gonna get on xbox play the boys and stuff and just enjoy it and just yeah like literally do nothing and then i'll do like my fitness or whatever i need to do like a little bit of gym in between i was enjoying myself a bit more than i should have for the first three weeks i was like i was eating i was, I was eating well yeah but i wasn't eating enough so i was eat, i wasn't waking up for like, a lot of people like they'd wake up at like 12 they'd miss breakfast their breakfast would be yep. their lunch yeah, and they eat snacks and they just snack, and that's what I was doing. And I, to be honest, it was enjoyable for the first month or first three weeks, sorry. Mm-hmm. And then when they said we're extending it, it kind of then it started to play on my mind a little bit. I was like, oh, just I want to go back and play football. Like, yeah, I I was always wanting to play football anyway. In the three weeks, I was always outside kicking a ball around in the garden when I could. Yeah, and um, just after the first three weeks, it kind of got a bit tough, and it was like. Everyone like on social media. Luckily, everyone was like doing things football wise, and it was like it was keeping you going. That. But uh, mm. again, I, I kind of put myself away from everyone because of the mood that I was in. I was in a mood where I was not, oh, like, pissed off, annoyed, and stuff that the football yeah. wasn't carrying on. And it was like, why can't we? Like, it's one of those ones where we can do little things at a time, yeah. like little groups and stuff, and it would work. But obviously, we weren't allowed, and I was just kind of put myself away I was in my room most of the time um during the lockdown playing Xbox FIFA with the lads because they're obviously not at work or whatever yeah, they're yeah, doing yeah. it's the same for me like just a lot of PlayStation <laughs> a lot of just PlayStation and Xbox yeah. and um you just sit there and do nothing and like I wake up and I'm like I'm gonna do my exercise today they got uh, I think there was probably two weeks during the second part of the lockdown mm. in the um extension i was like right, i'm gonna get up and do stuff i'm gonna get up and make sure i get my fitness where it needs to be now and i just i kept getting up and i was like oh, i can't be asked like, i'm gonna sit down for a bit mm. i sat down for us a day yeah but I, I, I got out most days and went and walked like a dog and stuff i still got like my exercise went 
I used to, I used to get out do that as my excuse to go and get the shopping. So I, yeah. used to, my mum used to be working at home. Obviously, one of my brothers was at work. My other brother was at work. My dad was at work. So I was like, with me and my mum at home all day. So I had literally nothing. I, I was playing with a dog all day. There's only so much you can do with that before you get tired. <laughs> yeah. But um, so I used to be like, oh, twice a week, write me a list and I'll go and get the shopping. So I used to go and do that. Mm. I used to go for walk, like walks in the evenings with the dog and out with my mum and dad. And uh, yeah, I kind of just got into a place where it was like, I shouldn't have been there because obviously you let yourself get into that position of, mm. I'm, I'm not saying let myself go. I didn't let myself go. I wasn't like that bad. Yeah, it sounds yeah. horrendous, but no, I just kind of didn't take it as serious as I should have. Mm-hmm. And then the, as soon as like, we got told that football could restart at the end of May, I was like, I had three weeks, four weeks, and I was just straight on it because it was something that I was looking forward to. I had something yeah. to go, like, I think for everyone, everyone was like, we'll do this properly now because we can get out a lot now. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was like, I can get out of this and go and play football. Yeah. And that's why I put everything into it and got to fitness level. I probably was fitter than I was before I even left lockdown. What were, you, what, what were your teammates saying? Like, Were there group chats where you were all saying, well, this is absolutely terrible? Or, or did you not really hear much from so we, Obviously, you work with them as it's like it's like going to a job, but you know. So we have like a group chat for the goalkeepers and stuff, and yeah, and the players one, but nothing was put in the players one, like the nothing. first team chat or anything. Like nothing. Everyone kind of like it was like I think there was probably one or two things like you just put in like a video, like one of the lads put a video of him doing keep you up challenge with a toilet but that one when they yeah I didn't even try that one I couldn't even <laughs> I'm a goalkeeper I can't do that yeah. and um <laughs> yeah so there's a couple of things like that but the goalkeeper chat nothing was put in there nothing like and that's probably where I expected more to be in there mm. but then we had like a we had like a little separate goalkeeper group with like the older one so it was like me and like the other, the older goalkeepers and yeah. the goalkeeper coaches, and we were doing like little challenges ourselves, which was good because it was like you keep the ball up against the wall, like one to uh, right, left, right, left, I mean, yeah. no bounce or anything. It was like that. You just send it in. It was like challenges, and they put like a point system. And it, it kind of just when we got told that we were coming back, everyone like it kind of just went away a little bit because you didn't, we didn't have time for that when we got back. It was like no, no, we didn't no. know how long it was going on for at the start. So yeah. But, um, you have like your Snapchat groups of like your mates and stuff as well, like from here. We we were talking in that, and then we started doing quizzes with yeah. like as everyone does with their families and stuff. But we um, I had football ones as well. So like we had the whole goalkeeper group that were at the club at the time, and then we had a couple other lads that were at the club previous years. So it was really nice to have them back as well. Foreign players. Did did any of them? like go or want to travel home home at all we have like a couple of irish players around mm. here and stuff and and it was like they were they asked if they could go home because obviously irish restrictions were different like a yeah. split like republic of ireland as well so it was completely different how they looked at things they were a lot harsher mm. and britain obviously stopped the travel to countries and stuff so it was like one of those ones where the the country didn't know if you if you went to a country if you could come back and the club were like okay because you're from Ireland you can drive back worst case scenario like yeah. you can do that so they drove there and then they drove back when they could so they, they were allowed to go back but I, I'm not sure I think the lads that are from other countries like I'm guessing 
Jefferson Lerma, he's from Colombia. So mm. I can't see him going back to Colombia or anything, especially in this time. And I think a lot from the Spanish side, I'm not sure what happened. I didn't really speak to him about it. I think yeah, I could see them probably going home, but they would have had, I think when they were coming back, they had to have been back within a certain time yeah. as well. But most of them have their family here anyway. Like a lot, yeah. certainly the youngsters at their families back home, but a lot of them have got like wives and kids and stuff that live in England now as well with yeah. them. So they would have stayed here most of them, I'm guessing. Yeah. So wait, wait, you said you could go back to training in May, was it? Whenever the Premier League started up again, we went back three weeks before. Yeah, it's the 17th yeah. of June is when I've got that football was back. And I have a question from um, one of the one of the people who've written in. Uh, they they said, were you worried about your form dropping? Obviously, going back to Oof. for me, it was um... sorry. Just looking at the schedule for today. Sorry, right. <laughs> um, right. it just came through. Um, for me, it was coming back. It was like I wasn't sure what was happening, and I wasn't sure if I had done enough with my fitness yeah obviously I knew like, I felt good physically I felt like I was in a good place I, I was practicing goalkeeping and goalkeeping sessions with my dad and he's a fireman so that he brought out like a fire like all the other firemen and that was shooting at me and doing like a goalkeeper session for me yeah when I was at home but um so <laughs> I kind of like I was doing things that I would do with the coaches just obviously no offense to them a lot less standard to their kicking and shooting stuff. so it was a bit like with a kid for me but um, yeah. I went back and it was like the first session I I wasn't allowed to go back in with the first team because they they were only allowed a certain amount at the club when they first went I think they were allowed, only allowed 50 or no they were only allowed to have 40 people so some of the staff weren't allowed to be there Yeah, but they got all like the, the main players went back like the starting line up and all that they all went back so yeah. I went back the, a, few, a few a few days later. So I trained two days on my own with one of the coaches that didn't go. Yeah. And I trained all right. I felt it was harder than being with a team because I was on my own. I was doing a lot more. There was less rest because I was on my own and stuff. So I felt I felt in a good place and stuff. And it just kind of clicked from there. And then yeah. went back in with a team a few days later after having a COVID test. And Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry, COVID test. Were you were having to like do them straight off the bat when you were going back or... Um, you know, what was the deal? With uh, I think we had, I think the rules were if we wanted to play, we had to have two COVID tests a week. Mm. So it was, uh, it's a bit different now, but in the Premier League, obviously, you only had at the time they tried to get weekly games. So there's luckily there's only like eight games left or nine games left where they could have fit them in. They, every now and again, you had a midweek game, but most weeks it was like Saturday, 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 Saturday. And you could get like a Monday test, you could get one and then like a Friday or a Thursday, like probably a Thursday because you'd have to have the results back before. Yeah. And that was before the quick, you know, the 10 minute ones that they got now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was before they had all those. So it was the ones where they bring people in to shove up your throat and nose. And stuff. Oh God. <laughs> it was disgusting. Like it, They're the worst ones, but yeah, we are um, now at the moment, because obviously we're in the championship now, we, um, we have midweek games. So they've luckily they've brought in for the country as well you've got the 10 minute test so yeah you turn up in your car you get out of your car go and take like you've got to do it yourself and it's the worst you go in there they've got like a table laid out of them you go up to it and you put it down i'm like oh, am i going far enough i was definitely going far enough i could feel it, it was horrendous <laughs> and um yeah so i was doing that and then you go back in your car for 10 minutes and sit in the car if it's obviously if it's negative you can get out and do whatever you want 
not yeah. aware. Obviously, we've st- we still got like restrictions in place for football. Like we split the changing room up, so we've got like three changing rooms now where everyone's got like a few space, like a bit of space themselves. Yeah, yeah. You're only allowed two at a table at lunch, and so they've put like restrictions in a football which, as well to allow us to keep training there. Yeah, which was put in place back in January before they went into the lockdown because oh, they okay. didn't want us to stop playing. Because yeah, yeah. they were talking about stopping football again for a little bit. And that's the only way they were going to get away with not doing it is if everyone had restrictions in place. At the start, we were only getting tested once a, once a week because it was quite it's quite expensive before they brought out the 10-minute test. Yeah. For the other ones, they're so expensive to get them privately done how we had to have them done. Yeah. So they kind of stopped doing it. But all of the championship agree, look, you don't have to do it only for like cup games. So when you're mixing the leagues and stuff, that's when you have okay. to do it. So now, then they brought these ones into place and they said, look, you have to get tested. Otherwise, you can't train. Like you're not allowed to. Like that's the rules now of the league. Yeah. And the FA said, that's how you're doing it. So we had to get tested week in, week out now, twice a week, mm. which is mm-hmm. very enjoyable. Not, <laughs> not, no, coming out with a nosebleed each time. Surely, but um, okay. <laughs> this is kind of a hard one. What was it? What was it like being relegated from the Prem? And like for for you, a youngster, is it? I'm guessing that's your first kind it's, of. Tasting. It's a difficult one for me. Uh, yeah. Because as a youngster, you you think you've got more chance in the team when you're relegated, and. For me, it proved this year that that was the case. Yeah. But I've seen a few of my mates that made their debuts for Bournemouth, who are my age. Um, I've been, I got pushed up to obviously being on the bench this year yeah. as well. And then I played as well in the FA Cup. So there was opportunities there that way for me. But obviously, as a club, you don't want, uh, everyone wants to dream of playing in the Premier League and stuff. So yeah. it was like being around a Premier League club and having that Premier League status was huge. Like, Especially the answer, like someone goes, Oh, wow, well, you're at Bournemouth. Yeah, that's well, that's that's really good. And then for the club, to, it, it's a lot like I know you get like your parachute payment and stuff when you get relegated, but mm. it's it still has like a massive knock on effect. Like we went in, luckily, we went into the season with a like, loads of confidence. We went like 12 games unbeaten or whatever this year at the yeah. start, so we went on a huge run, but that doesn't happen a lot. Like you've seen the likes of Sunderland and stuff who dropped straight like they went down down again down again so they're they were struggling that way but we we're luckily hopefully we get out of this year obviously we're a good enough team to get out this year it's just yeah. current form it's just it's just a tough one so pre-season i was going to ask about because obviously i was doing some googling about you um or just about bournemouth i suppose and they the year before last they did a pre-season in Spain, maybe I think it was. Uh, I don't know if you were involved in that, but like, what was preseason like this this time this year? Because we only had four weeks off for like rest and stuff. We didn't need as much preseason to get back. So we had it was I think it was three or four weeks off. We I think we had three weeks off, and then three weeks in. Yeah, and it was like the first week was hard. Second week was still like intense but like you're still kind of back to fitness and then mm. the third week you're preparing for the game so it was it was weird when like we I think even if we went away even if we were allowed to go away or had time I don't think we would have because of the restrictions we would have had when we went away 
yeah. we couldn't have gone out and done like team events or whatever. We couldn't have done anything. So we we were able to do more in England because things started to open up in pre-season. So we we were more we were able to do more here. But we yeah. again we didn't have time. Like the whole year was so cramped in. Crammed in, yeah, yeah. Because of the big you, old you couldn't do anything. Like it was everything was just there. Like my off season went so quick. Yeah, and pre-season, like you didn't realize you had a pre-season because you came back and still felt fit. Yeah, and fine. So it's weird. How how is that for you? Like having a really short off-season. I I think I took it as because I think because of the situation that we were in before, we needed it because obviously you had like fans and stuff saying, "Oh, they don't need an off-season. Like they don't need a rest. They've had three months off or whatever." Yeah, and for me it was like, but we we had yeah we had rest, but. We were still working as well. We were still doing fitness, like as any other person would do. But mental side of it, everyone needed a holiday or needed a break uh, yeah. where they could go and enjoy stuff. Like even yeah. say like uni students and stuff, like they needed to have that time where they could go and go on holiday or go and meet up with their friends and not worry about having to do other things. Mm. And for us, it was I think obviously I'm speaking for the whole football community. Like that little break was huge like to go and spend time with your family and be able to actually enjoy it. It yeah. was just one of those things where you kind of just enjoy it. Like didn't really care what happened around you in the end. But. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Do you, do you like listen to fans scrutiny much or do, are you, do you kind of detach yourself from it? For me, I, I don't like, even if there was anything to me, yeah. I also, I don't play to get anything or whatever, but yeah, I, I wouldn't listen to it. Like you just, it's one of those things that you, to, to find it you have to look for it and if you don't look for it you won't find it yeah so I, I for me especially after the game that I played I didn't even go and look I didn't have a bad game or anything but no. you obviously got everyone's got haters and people that love them as well and he, like it's yeah. nice to see messages but the ones that matter are from the ones that you love and like the ones that you mates and stuff they're the ones that you want to see yeah so I think if I don't know you I'm not going to look at your message like you get yeah, requests on Instagram yeah. and that and I'm not going to look at them if I don't know you like it's just one of those unfortunate things that it, it could be a nice message but I, I don't look at the requests like it's yeah. just it's I don't really use Instagram it's one of those ones where I just kind of just post pictures and then leave it yeah fair <laughs> enough it, fair just enough. for my own benefit so 12th of September was when the, the championship season begins I think were you on the bench for the first game of the yeah it was weird a weird one because I think Asmir had a uh, I think he got injured in the week before leading up to him, no one knew who was starting. Like we didn't know if it was Mark or Asmir. Right. And at the time, I knew that I wasn't starting because I was still I was so young, I was still young in my head. Now, yeah. I'd, if I went into a new preseason, I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm pushing. I'm going to try and start now. This is my my time." Yeah. But at the time, I was like, "Look, it's between them. Like they sort it out themselves." But then they put Mark in, and then I was on the bench because I expect Mark to be in. Yeah. has been on the bench but because he was injured I went on the bench and I was lucky we got a win and stuff so how is that for you as in like being on the bench being in and around this new season um, with a group of boys well it started on a high for, for me anyway because I was on the bench but uh, quickly uh, changed but not long after that I went back to third choice but yeah. again like you, you don't you don't really I know you think about those sort of things but you don't in a way that you think how are the team doing that well for me, anyway, I'm looking like if the team are playing well, I'm happy. If the team are playing crap, 
I'm not happy. Like it's one of those yeah. ones where I'm part of that team, and I'm like yeah. I, I look at it. So like we got when we went for a bad spell, I was like, do they want to play? Like if they don't want to play, like say because you're not playing for yourself, you're playing for the club. Like people that work in tickets and the club shopping. You know, yeah. as weird as it sounds, you're not you're playing for everyone. It's it's a lot of pressure there, and it's yeah. So you're kind of always involved, and it was one of those ones that you just stay as close as you can with the team. Yeah, less about you maybe, and then it's more about. How yeah. Doing. yeah fair enough like for me um, it was more like in training like how I can help the lads get better if yeah. I can't play so I'm in going and if they needed a goalkeeper at the end I'll be like yeah I'll go and do it I'll go and do shooting and stuff just to help them out like that's how I look at it it's yep. one yeah. of those things as well as learning myself yeah so what, what was um? I mean I can't think roughly when things or what things were maybe i think it was tier systems or whatever for like general lockdown rules and stuff but like you said yeah before covid you would kind of maybe pop to the sports bar and you know chill out with with the the goalies particularly what what were you able to do in your free time um at this uh, you know the start of the the season this year we kind of didn't say like we played golf because obviously that was still open um Quite, play quite a bit of that way. I think most days we all message each other saying golf, like golf today. And because in the nice weather, you could go at any time, like we could train in the morning and then we could be playing golf or we could leave training at three and be playing golf by half three. It's one of those ones where obviously the nights are quite, uh, like still light and stuff yeah. back then. But um, if we didn't want to play golf, we literally, because you're allowed to go in coffee shops with people. So we're just doing that because Bournemouth were in tier two. Yeah. So they were one of the lucky ones that could still go and do things. And um, we were in it for quite a while up until basically they announced everyone was going into a lockdown before Christmas. They like, yeah, everyone went yeah, tier yeah. four. On November, yeah, everyone went to tier four. So we were still kind of like, we were allowed to have people over in houses and stuff still. So I, we were playing FIFA still, we were doing all that because we were all together, we were getting tested as well. So I, obviously you shouldn't look at it that way because yeah. it's not fair on other people. But because we were... We, People forget that we spend every day, all day together. But yeah. you genuinely, you don't. It's like a family that you. It's like living with your mum and dad. You yeah, might go yeah. out for the day, but you're with them all the time. But like you got, it got to a point where obviously we, when they announced we went into tier three or tier four, where but we went to tier three. Yeah, we stopped all of that. We literally we did we follow, we follow the rules all the time. Like it's we have to with our with our like identity and stuff you have to because definitely you, you've seen players like Jack Grealish who you look like I must say you do look like Jack Grealish really yeah <laughs> I'm honest like, something about it but um, yeah he, um, like that, people get done and stuff and it's it, it's a shame because it puts a name on players but yeah one of those things cool so yeah the, the lockdown then this this uh, little one before uh, Christmas time so it was a month long so, so that just basically meant that outside of football you were just having to do you know just literally chill on your own basically yeah just chill on yeah. my own <laughs> it was pretty much it but yeah it was it was fine for a, so the November lockdown when we went into that small one yeah. my girlfriend came and stayed with me so it was like I was still training so most yeah. of the time I, when I get left from training, I'm knackered anyway. So I'm sitting down on the sofa playing FIFA with my mates and stuff. So I looked at it that way. Like I was, I was lucky because other people were still at home doing nothing, and I was allowed to go and train. I came home and I just 
played Xbox with the boys or something. So I was like, I'm not being affected in my head. I'm still living normal life. Like, that's what I do normally. Like, yeah, fair. Just the only thing is, I can't go out and be the other boys and go and do stuff, which is the same as everyone else. But yeah, I just I enjoyed it. Like, it was just nice to have your own time because yeah. when you are around everyone for a load of time, like it's it's tough, but you don't realize when you have your own space, like it's nice just to chill it's good to, yeah it's good to have time on your on your own to be fair um yeah. at this point were you like had you moved into this flat away from digs yeah yeah so it was i was only in there for two months before the lock, when the lockdown started so i was i was still going over there so when i moved in in september i was still going over there and like be i was bubbling with them as well okay and then as well as like sometimes i went home because on my own i could do that and stuff i was had that support so mm. I used to go to there sit in the garden while they were like inside or whatever and just chill and then used to go home like actually be at home and stuff but um yeah just kind of I was here for a little bit on my own and then my girlfriend came for November yeah because yeah. there obviously uni's closed and stuff but um, yeah then that was it Christmas happened and then everyone was back in so were you at so just before Christmas we'll come on to that the 15th of December, there was one game and at the Vitality that had 2,000 fans because they were trialing this. Oh, yeah, were you about for that game or or not? Yeah, I was. Um, so I was still, uh, no, I wasn't on the bench. No, I wasn't on the bench. It, no, it was um, Huddersfield. We had Huddersfield at home. I think we absolutely smashed them. We won like four nil or whatever. Um, okay, but it was because obviously we've got quite a small stadium for like, especially yeah, the club yeah. that we are. Yeah, we've. I think it fits in like just under twelve thousand, so it's quite close to the pitch as well. So it's it's mm-hmm. so loud when it's in there, and some teams obviously struggle when they come here when there's fans. And even with two thousand, it was crazy. Like it was so loud. Yeah, obviously we've had dead dead quiet. Like it's just been the, the lads on the bench and the managers and that shouting and stuff. So it's not actually there's nothing been nothing there, and that was just incredible when everyone came back and it was everyone was excited. You yeah. walk out for the warm up and they all start clapping. It's like, yeah, this is normality. This is what it's meant to be. But okay, coming to this question like... that a lot of people came and asked on the Instagram was like, it's about like the crowd support and whether you know how much of a difference that makes, both like psychologically and uh, on your performance. Do you know? Do you do you feel like also you you get more of a, a buzz when there is a crowd there, or are you just more nervous? There's more people to think about. For what watching, so yeah. for me it's different. As a young as a youngster, I was, oh, I'm used to playing in front of like two people, like my mum and dad, or like families and stuff. Like you don't get anyone there. It's like that's yeah. just not what happens. Yeah, I think I played. I've played against teams when I went on loan. I was playing in front of like 700, 800 people, and then I went away to one game. I played in front of like three thousand people, and it was like the difference is humongous. And we played away at Hereford which was like when I was at Weymouth and we um we played away and they had everyone it was like the whole town game yeah. and it was um so loud and it was so like it made you feel so small because it wasn't your own fans mm. but they were just like they're rocking and it was we just got well, I think we lost like 2-0 3-0 but it was like the experience was mad but being yeah. when the fans came back this year for the two games we had them back it was good to watch like it was enjoyable like I'm sitting there and I'm sat there in the quiet every day I'm just watching the game like I'm on TV it's just with the crowd sound yeah but then when they came back it was like I was like 
I was loving it. I was like buzzing. I was up and down. I was jumping. It's like, yeah, it's really good to me. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do, you, do you reckon some of the players that you like you play with in the first team, do they thrive more off of a crowd? I think it depends on the character of the player. So, like, you get the players that are like the showman, if you know what I mean. Like, you have like yeah. people that love like the attention and stuff. And I think they would thrive off having fans there because it's something like, the, the fans always make a noise like they make noise when we win a throw-in it's that sort of thing like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. if I made a tackle or something they'd love it like it's one of those ones but when there's no fans some people see it as there's no pressure mm. or there's not as much pressure there's obviously a big pressure because of the games that you're playing but there's no there's not as much pressure because the fans aren't there like yeah. so you've seen like a few players now even in the Premier League like, there's loads of players that are scoring more goals than that, what they were before and the the other way around, like they they're not scoring as much because there isn't any fans, and it's it's weird. It's a weird one because some people are just natural with either situation. I just don't care. I just want to play football. I was going to say, like <laughs> on, on the personal level, what what do you think you prefer? I mean, I know you've had your full debut with no crowd. I, I assume maybe as a youngster, you were you might have had an element of crowd. At some of the youth games, like uh, you know. Well, be that parents of players and, and a few others. Yeah. So we had um FA Youth Cup. So when I was in the under 18s, like we played and weirdly our our year group the second year, mm. we um we were quite a good year. So we were the at the time our club hadn't got further than the third round in the FA Youth Cup. Yeah. So we beat Hull at home and there was like I think there's like fifteen hundred people there. Mm-hmm maybe 1,200 people there. And that, for like a youth team game, you probably get 10 if you're lucky. Yeah. Come yeah. and watch. And then, um, yeah, so that was like, for us, it was loud and everything. It was great. And then we played Tottenham in the next round, which was always going to end bad when you like when, when you look at their academy and stuff. So we, yeah, we lost yeah. 3-0, 2-0, yeah. 3-0. And, uh, but the crowd there, like, so in, in the stadium, it's like, obviously, you've got the corners. And then the side, so half the main stand, the long side was full. And then mm. half the stand behind the goal was full. So it was probably like 2,000, 2,300 there. It was, lo- it was so loud. And I love fans like being there. I'm one of those ones I think I'd buzz off the fans. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'd perform better with like the fans there because I'd, I'd just, but just being as a football fan, you're watching, like it's just, it all mixes together. Like I love yeah. football and that. But, um, yeah, I, I've always enjoyed playing in front of fans, even at like on loan and stuff. You have like six, seven hundred people there watching the game, and which is still a lot for a football game. Don't get me wrong, but mm. it's still people watching and cheering and stuff. Yeah, do you reckon yeah. you play like for the fans, even though you kind of said like you, you detach yourself from the the social media, so you don't really, even if it's nice messages, you don't really mm. see them. Um, and obviously, there's been no fans in the in the stands so far for you like do you feel like you you're playing for them or you're playing for the club or you're just playing for like your wage <laughs> like, nah I, I I honestly think like people always say oh, he's just paying for the money and stuff I haven't met anyone yet that's just for the money like don't get me wrong when when you're on say 100 grand a week or whatever don't get yeah. me wrong I'd probably be yeah, like I'm getting this money because you do look at your accounts and go, oh, wow, it's a lot of money. But every, I've always been there and every every player that I've played with at this club, they've loved the fans. They've, they've loved having the fans there. They always show appreciation after, appreciation after. Like on their own, they'll go over and clap the fans and stuff. And 
Yeah. It's just one of those ones where, as a football club, you're a community, like you're a little community and you just all stick together. Like, even the fans, like, they they back us all the way, even if we're playing crap or whatever, they'll back us. Yeah. It, it's just one of those ones. Obviously, you get some teams where, like, fans just kind of go boycott on them and everything. It's like, but I've no, I haven't seen it at this club. It's everyone's playing for the team and the club and stuff. That's good for the fans. Yeah, yeah. It does. I don't know. Personally, it seems like that's the way at Bournemouth. Like it's quite. Obviously, I don't even know. Maybe it's because of the small stadium. It just feels like a smaller, tight knit kind the of nice club. It, it, we're yeah. the nice club in the league. Yeah, I yeah. Think, yeah, we, we we are like a we are looked at as the nice club. Like, I think. The club look at ourselves as a family as well, like it's, yeah, yeah. Because Bournemouth, it it seems big as a place, but it's not. It, it, like even if we had like a thirty thousand stand stadium, it'd be hard to fill it because mm. there's not that many football fans in Bournemouth. Like it's one yeah. of those places where you probably fill it twenty thousand maximum, right? Yeah. But I think everyone's just so close. Like you, you meet a fan, and I think. They show like you can see how much respect they've got for you, and I think hopefully that shows back when you speak to them. Like everyone yeah. has so much time for me. We, yeah. I know the club, but we, we do a lot for the community and stuff. We go to, we go to like children hospitals and stuff at Christmas and give out presents and stuff. Like I know before we think, oh, it's all for like the cameras and stuff. But the lads, we genuinely do enjoy going there because mm. as as much as we enjoy making them feel good, it's nice to see that they like like enjoy seeing us like they're we're yeah. their idols if you know in our yeah, way, anyway. yeah yeah so we get it's that's why that's in a way where it's like a family and a community and stuff mm. okay we'll come on to christmas this year obviously we touched on the do from last year <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll leave that one years back now <laughs> what uh you know what was the deal this year were you just told that no Christmas party go home and enjoy whatever you can but we're not doing obviously <laughs> we're not doing a... they, they were like look we because the coaches are like they're proper like full on with us like, they'll be like yeah go on have it go and enjoy yourself and everything they'll allow us to do it yeah. but um, this year they were like look we would normally like, we'll save the money for next time well when we can we can go and do something as a team and it's because if imagine if we go out and we're seen like around each other's houses when you're not meant to or go and do stuff like you're not meant to. Yeah. Even like sitting in the street or something, having like a drink or something, like you're not meant to do that sort of stuff. And for us, it was like, we didn't want to do that anyway. We'd rather wait until we could have a, like a good team, like meal or whatever. And mm-hmm. then um, just enjoy it really. But it was one of those ones where you didn't want to disrespect the fans as well. Like you, you always think the fans are going to come back and, they're going to hate you for it but yeah. you always think of them as well yeah definitely um, so yeah we didn't have anything this year <laughs> no fair enough it was all put away um on a personal level was like christmas okay for you did you just go home home at all did you just stay in bournemouth and what what were you up to it was a tough one for me because we had training on boxing day mm. uh no we had a game on boxing day we had training on christmas eve so there was literally only Christmas wow. Day where yeah. I was free. So I went home on, so I went home on Christmas Eve, and because obviously you're allowed to bubble, and because yeah, yeah, the, yeah, I was on my own here. I went home to my girlfriend's family because I was bubbling with them, hmm. and then my family lived like five ten minutes down the road. So 
my other brother went there. So it was kind of like, I, I didn't want to break the rules by all going to one house. Mm. So I thought, look, I'm going to go to my girlfriend's house. And then, because you're allowed to do a bit of exercise with another person, I went over yeah. there yeah. and did that. And I saw them and that's how I did it. And it was really nice. It was tough, obviously, because I wasn't like, you felt like you were choosing between people. And for me, it was like I got offered to go to my old place in Bournemouth where I used to live with my fa- the family there. Yeah. And I was like, look, I, I definitely would have taken that if I didn't have anything else. Like, 100%, I respect them so much. I enjoyed living with them in that. Yeah. But, um, for me, it was being at home for Christmas. So I, that was the only way I could see everyone that I wanted to see. Mm. So I kind of sacrificed being with my family to allow my brother to go there yeah so he could so he wasn't on his own and then I wasn't on my own as well so it was like that because I, I at one point I was like that's just too much hassle I'm just going to stay here and just be on my own and cook a yeah, omelette yeah. or something <laughs> a lot to think about really wasn't there but yeah but it got like once it was over it was over I kind of treat Christmas as like a mess this year anyway because it couldn't yeah. do anything it worked but one of those yeah. ones where you want to be with everyone not just your mum and dad and like your aunties and that you want to be with everyone Mm. And you couldn't do it, so I kind of just threw it in the bin a little bit. One of them, and it, yeah, it just <clears throat> same with me. It just felt weird this year. It was just the the four of us here, like we use yeah. more extended family, etc. But there we are, um, a year, a year to forget. <laughs> so we go into twenty twenty one, and then this is you know another big lockdown basically announced. Um, for you, were your thoughts, you know, coming obviously we're three months into this year now and we're still in the lockdown. How are you going on with that? From- uh, do you know what? It, it, it's so different, this one, because it, I know it's the same amount of time as what we've had yeah. before. If not, it's going to be probably a little bit longer because it's obviously the road out of it. But yeah, I was trained. I'm training. Like I see it as my, that's my freedom. Like, I'm lucky to have that because of my mm. job so I can get out and do that. But obviously when I'm home, I follow all the rules and everything. I'm, I don't go out. I stay at home. Yeah. We get click and collect shopping and stuff. So we go out once a week to get all that. And I literally don't leave. I'm just yeah. sitting here. Like, I, that's what I mean. Like, I'm off today. I'm in training tonight, but I'm off now. And I, but on a normal day, I might've gone out for a coffee or something, I, I, but I can't, like, I've got to follow the rules. But yeah, it's tough because you you got to sympathise with other people, like mm. obviously like even my family back home and stuff. Like they're they're at work still, but they can't do anything. Like it's work. It's not like I'm enjoying myself playing football. Like yeah. it's yeah, it it's it's work. But in my head, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun, fun work. work. Like yeah. I'm, I'm just yeah. enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough one. It's weird. Yeah. Um. So okay, the 9th of January then. <laughs> Uh, you make your Cherry's senior debut <laughs> against Oldham Athletic. We've already covered this, really, but yeah, there's obviously there's no crowd. But how was how was the experience for you? Yeah, I, I loved it. Like I think like today earlier, that as soon as I was in the game, I just didn't want to come off the pitch. Like it was yeah. freezing. Don't get me wrong, it was so cold. But <laughs> when you when you start like in the first minute when you get out there, you're like, oh, it's a bit chilly. But when you get going and stuff, like you get like a little rush or like the ball or something you're fine but yeah I enjoyed it like as soon as the game was over I didn't like, I didn't want to leave the ground I was like I just want to stay there and stay on the pitch but yeah 
because obviously you never know how short your career is going to be in a way, like not getting like D for anything, but like you never know what's going to happen. Like we might not have been able to play for the rest of the season, and I didn't know what was obviously going to happen for the rest of the yeah. year. But no, I enjoyed it. It was one of those ones where again it was a bit sweet for me because I couldn't have people that I wanted to be there. Yeah, but I had family to talk to after the game. But they could obviously still watch it on TV and stuff, which was lucky. But yeah. How um how proud were they? Are yeah, they? they were proud. Obviously, I got a lot of messages from them, a lot of calls, and yeah. I ended up getting around to everyone eventually. But <laughs> it was crazy. After the game, I literally was sat there for. I got back here uh, probably like five. I started watching because Mark Jarvis went out on loan like the week before, so I, yeah. his game was in the sky. So I watched him. Left my phone alone. Like, I called my mum and dad and everyone like on my way back and everything. But yeah, when I got back, I just kind of just I needed the rest. Ordered a nice Domino's. Kind of just <laughs> sat there. Uh, I, no, I had a Nando's. Nando's. It was Nando's. Nando's. Nice yeah, Nando's. Nice, nice. It was nice Nando's. But um, yeah, ordered a good Nando's and just sat there watching the football. And then in in the end, I think it got to like seven o'clock. And I looked at my phone and I went, "Oh my god!" But like, it was just full of like hundreds of notifications. And I'm like, yeah. "Jesus Christ." And like I said, like you try and get through them all, but you end up making like saying a message instead. It was just, it was crazy. It was going on for days, and I'm like, come on now, it's gone. A lot of just admin. leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, must be, yeah, must be a lot of people. But what um, this is an important question. What spice do you go for uh, from Nando's? Oh, so I go for Perry Tamer. I don't know if you've heard of it. Perry Tamer. Yeah, it sounds really like. Sounds like a wuss, but it's not. It, it's I don't have to expect. So sometimes I go from like a medium because medium, medium guy. It, it's it's so it's got a nice taste to it, mm-hmm. and you can enjoy it. And then you put the sauce on it, and that's how I do it. But you, um, for me, Perry Tamer is like a barbecue. It's not barbecue, but it's how I would explain it to people. And it's yeah, I I get chicken thighs. So I get chicken thighs. Nice. If I'm going to go for it, I get nice. chicken thighs with chips. And garlic bread, nice. And then yeah. I get another side of chips, so I go for it. I, I do get a big one and some halloumi, <laughs> so I, I get four sides okay. in a way. Yeah. And uh, if I go out to Nando's, I get like the pita bread and hummus at the start, mm. a little, and maybe a brownie. But obviously, I wouldn't eat everything. <laughs> I wouldn't order what I order here. There's only a takeaway. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, okay. um, yeah, Perry Taylor is just like a. I don't. I've never. I only I, heard of it when I first came here. Is it, on the, it was on the menus or something? Because I've never. I've never. Yeah. Heard. So with chicken fries, if you go on like um, when you go to the like to the restaurant, you got to ask for it. You got to know what it is. So I'd never knew right, what it was. Okay. okay. I mean, some of the lads said it, but on on like Deliveroo and that, it says what flavor. So I yeah. just went Terry Tamer. That, that's just it. Try just it. makes it's something. Oh, you got to try it. Yeah, okay, I'll have to. I will. I'll have to. I'll it's make that incredible. promise to you. I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, I don't really know what else. I mean, you had a run of of games on the bench, as you said, because um, Travers was on loan, and then he's come back. Where are you at now with like your career? Like, what what are you thinking? I mean, are you just you just riding it? See how this season goes. <laughs> Uh, it's tough because obviously I'm always ready in case I need to be on the bench or even play like 
you never know what's going to happen. Like, I could get sniped from a building or whatever, and it could be down. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, no, it happened but, to me last um, week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you never know. So I was like, um, I'm always ready, like preparing for it, the same as I would any game. So like, I'm third choice yesterday. I'd still get ready as if I'm playing in case. Just yeah, you know that you're not playing. It's one of those ones, but. Uh, like you said, I'm kind of riding the season out now. Like it's gonna, it, it's, it's it was frustrating when he came when they brought him back, but mm. it's one of those ones that that's football. Like I could be playing one week and then suddenly they bring a keeper in in, a, in the winter and then yeah. I'm out for the season. It's like it, and then just make sure when you get your chance to you take it. And yeah. I took my chances when I got them. It was just football. Was, was football and. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I'm still enjoying it. I'm still putting everything I can do into it. Yeah. It's just um it's gonna be I'm just trying to be part of the team as well. You know, I mean I'm still cheering the lads, I'm still giving hundred percent effort. Yeah. With like the group of boys that you play with, do you think for some of them like lockdown as as like footballers in general, do you think it's like proper taking its toll on on them? Like not being able to I mean, some players like yourself maybe would, might enjoy just going home and sitting on the sofa and just, you know, mm. bit of me time. But do you reckon maybe some of them have found it hard to just have to go home and, and that's it? Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, I do think, like, I, I enjoy FC. I'd rather be outside. Like, that's, yeah. I've always been an outside lad and I've always wanted to be outside. But I think that's with everyone, that, like the club. Like, you obviously, if you're knackered, you're not going to want to do anything like you're not going to want to go and do golf or whatever but mm. I think for the lads it's I think for everyone it's the same like you miss going out and just doing little things like coffees and stuff but yeah I wouldn't be surprised if they just enjoy being at home as well and just relaxing yeah. on their own getting yeah. peace themselves. but some of them have got kids so it's like they might want to get out <laughs> yeah and get away but uh, that, that they, they probably really enjoy it like it's something different like they come home from school and stuff and you got to do little things like that but mm. like I said I'm still young I'm enjoying just being on my own no you're enjoying. not a kid on the way then <laughs> nah no no sorry mum <laughs> <laughs> okay right I've got some basically some random questions to ask um, and then I like to round it off with a positive so I'll try and implore you to be positive about the the lockdown although from yeah. what you've said it's not been too bad for you um yeah but anyway so random questions then uh haircuts <laughs> footballers haircuts who, like who was doing some obviously when we first came back to football um you know a lot of trims and stuff a lot of questionable ones as well particularly over the lockdown were you doing your own or nah so the first lockdown i left it and it was bad i did get it cut though but yeah. Not illegally. I got it cut by my girlfriend, which she, she it was it. a mistake at the time. Oh, no. But <laughs> it, it wasn't horrendous. It was like we just didn't know how to finish it. So yeah. like, it wasn't like a well, it wasn't a bad job what she did, but it was kind of one of those ones where you, you knew it was a it looked like job. she put a bowl around me. <laughs> it's not it, awful. It was really it, it was good. It's just basically. I went in the next day and I got battered. Like, really? <laughs> hammered. The manager at the time, Eddie Howe, came in and was like, who the hell did that for you? Like, I can tell you didn't go and get that done properly. But, yeah. But um, yeah. it was one of those ones where I just kind of, 
I just felt rough. If you mean, I, I, I think the appearance helped me feel good. Like you know, what I mean, okay. like, it makes. I think for anyone, like, your well-being, it's feeling clean and stuff. It was a massive thing at the time. And it's a form of self-care. Like you know, so yeah. like yeah, keeping keep yourself looking good is you know you will feel better in theory. <laughs> yeah. Um. um yeah. It was, uh, I just did it again though recently, like the last uh, like four weeks ago, and I I did message my barber. And she was messaging me at the same time as it was going on. So I was oh, sending her messages yeah. and it was... But to be honest, she did a really good fade for me at the time, my girlfriend. And I was yeah. I was happy with it. So I went in and they were like, wow. I was like, there we go. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe she's also a keeper, hey? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a bad joke. I'm sorry. That, that, might, that might not make it. Um, <laughs> who had the worst trim when they came back after the lockdown do you want to name drop? a couple of lads yeah. shaved their heads and stuff like one of those it was like phaser when everyone was going like oh yeah i shaved my head off because i'm not going to get it cut and i i, I love my hair too much like, I'm, yeah I, same i'm not a vein or anything i'm not like that but i couldn't picture myself looking like a peanut or anything like i'm <laughs> i'm just not that i something about my head shape like i just wouldn't trust same. it it would, it would just no, psychologically, I just it would ruin me. Yeah. But, um, Aaron Ramsdale came back, and you know what? When he, he he shaved his hair off, and he actually looked half like it wasn't bad. Like he he looked older. Like he looked like yeah. he was always classed as a young keeper. But I put myself down there with the bad like hair. Like it was bad. Like I'd do it. I'd brush it over before training. Wow. And by the end of it, it was like a bush. It was horrendous. But um. Yeah. I think, nah, my 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 old goalkeeper coach. He's not here at the moment. He's um he got a new job somewhere else, but he um mm. he shaved his hair off and he he was awful. Like he was a, bad. Do you know what? I'm, I'm going to show you what he looked like. I'm going to turn my camera around. He looked like that. That. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. He um, looked like a little knob on a door or something. He was yeah. so smooth. But yeah. It was horrendous. One of those. One of those banisters. <laughs> He was listening. having himself as well, though. He was like, yeah, I look good. My, really? My wife, yeah, I look good. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Give him a mirror. Um, okay. <laughs> There's one, okay, here's one question from one of the people on Instagram, um, which was, what advice would you give to aspiring footballers in the current pandemic? Any, any hey, advice? Just enjoy it. I, I always say whatever the question is, is just enjoy it because you, you don't know what's happening. Like, I... I would say I took before lockdown started. I was took football for granted in a way. Like I didn't, mm. but looking back at it, I'll be like, "Well, I'm very privileged to be where I am. I'm doing a, something that every well majority of kids in this world dream of doing, especially in the country, like as yeah. a footballing country, predominantly." Um, I'd say just enjoy it. Like if it's not for you, it's not for you. But I think. It's just funny. I, I just love playing football, and that's why I think that's how that's why I've got as far as I have. Because as a youngster, I've always set myself aside and been like, I just want to be a footballer. Yeah, obviously, I would never say I, I, I would always have a backup in case something happened, but like I always wanted to be like a teacher or like PE yeah. teacher and that sort of stuff. But yeah, I always, um, I in my head, I was like, I'm not going to be that, I'm going to be a footballer, and yeah. I, I think just because I purely enjoyed it. I got where I wanted to be. So mm. I, I always say just enjoy it. 
Cool. Um, this one you can answer with both a goalie and an outfielder. But who's like Ooh. who's the best player you've you've played with, and then also like played against? So. Oh, okay, so it's a weird one because I've, at Watford I played with Jaden Sancho. He was in my team wow. from the age of well, under nines until man, uh, under 15s when wow. he okay. got bought to Man City. So like, it's a big he's, player and yeah. like yeah, he's huge now and stuff. And it was like it was crazy when when I saw him playing stuff on the TV. I was like, that's mad! Like I can't believe it. Like I've literally played with him for Very like good. eight years and yeah. it's crazy. But um, that's a uh, that's who I've played with. Mm. I hope I don't play against him because he'd probably tear me <laughs> apart. But uh, yeah, I played with, uh, played, played apart. I played against. Obviously, like playing with all the lads in the club and stuff, especially last year. Like the names that we had, yeah, all of them were like the Premier League players, the like, best in the world. Like it is, it's crazy. But against, oof, I, I'm trying to think. Of who I've played. Mm. I've, played, I've played against teams where they've had players playing for them but like I'm not saying he's like the best player I've played against but Charlie Adams like, I've played against yeah. Reading last yeah. year just in a friendly for the 21s and he was I think he might have been coming back from injury or whatever or fitness yeah. and he, uh, he was playing just like everything that he was doing was, was a level above everyone else yeah yeah, yeah. he was crazy yeah. but it's one of those ones where like you kind of don't realise like it's just happening like around you, like you don't really think about that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not like the ones where you've got like some people come out of like, yeah, I played against Messi. <laughs> I haven't. No. I haven't played you haven't done Messi, that yet. But... No, no, nah, not yet. Um, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I, I think I've played against some good players, like that are probably going to make it quite far. Like, yeah. I just don't know. Like, I'm, I don't really yeah. care about the opposition in a way. No, but, of course. Unless it was like a huge player that yeah. I would, but. I suppose you wouldn't know at that point, like at youth level, you're not going to be looking at someone and thinking, yeah, you're going to... Yeah, it's weird. Like, you don't think of their names in, like, they're going to make it, like, they're going to be a big player. No. Because that's just, like, no one would have thought that about... So, I I wouldn't have even looked at me and gone... Like, in a goalkeeper perspective, goalkeepers know goalkeepers at clubs. Like, they know of people. I know who plays for, say, like, Man City under 21. It's like, it's all that sort of stuff. Like, you know that, and it's quite close. Um... So like they would never have looked at me and said, "Oh, he's going to go and play against Oldham in the FA Cup and make his debut." Like, and yeah. then know him. Yeah. It was never like that. It, it, it's just one of those things that you never think of. But mm. okay, who is, in your opinion, the best player at Bournemouth at the moment? Uh, either outfield, um, or you can do both. At like. the moment, I, when you when you see people at the moment with their inform and stuff, like Asmir has been playing well for the club and stuff so I'll probably say he's been one of our best players yeah um now Dan Juma he's a special player to be fair yeah. he's got a bit about him yeah uh, Jack Wilshire as well like he's I think his mentality on the ball like he's just so clever with what he sees and does it's you can see how he's played at a level he has and stuff yeah but yeah it's, it's a tough question yeah okay so we've come to the end of the podcast and and what i like to do try and keep everyone positive is round off on a positive note um even though you know you probably haven't had uh, the worst of times which is a good thing um have you learned uh, anything about yourself through the pandemic like 
has it, has it taught you anything about yourself um, having a pandemic in your lifetime <laughs> I don't know maybe my mentality in football probably the I, I wouldn't say obviously on a personal note maybe the like making like you know that what family means to you and stuff when you can't see them and stuff but I think that's in general mm. for everyone but for me for football reasons uh, mentality like I came back knowing that I've missed football and possibly opportunities that I could have had yeah and I think I've made the most of them as I can as much as I can this year obviously yeah okay cool that's pretty much all I've got on my script so have you got anything else that you might want to add for people to hear from the perspective of a pro footballer just stay safe stay safe yeah no that's cool uh yeah thank you for coming on um all right thank you for having me Good luck with the rest of the season, I guess. <laughs> Let's get back to <laughs> Hopefully. Oh, Thank cool. you. What a genuinely nice bloke. I wish him all the best for the rest of his season. That was really good to hear how things have been for a professional footballer during the pandemic. On a quick side note, I did Google the Perry Tamer Nando's heat selection and it says it's on the kids menu. So, Will, if you're listening, it might be time for a little refresh button on that. Anyway, thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, It's always a pleasure doing this for you. If you're enjoying the series, do not hesitate to share with a friend because sharing is caring. Thank you, guys. See you next time.